Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Marketing Trust Podcast. This is episode 31. And before we dive in and introduce her awesomeness and expertise, just a reminder, if you're just joining us for the Marketing Trust for the first time, this is a framework based around building trust with your current customers and new customers to increase sales. This is based on a three-pillar approach, honesty, proximity, and expertise. So each episode tried to share examples of what you can do as a marketer to build more trust with your audience. Brooke, thanks for being here. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Really, really appreciate it. As we've been like online friends for so long, I love making the the kind of IRL connection, <laughs> face-to-face as, connection. As much as we can right now. You yes. know, we're, we're checking all the boxes of uh, social distancing. We might be the farthest away possible that I've had with an interview lately. Uh, you're, you're in New Jersey. I'm in Utah. I mean, I yeah. guess I could I could bop over another state and, and make it farther, but we'll, we'll just leave it as is. It's pretty far. It's pretty far. But I do love Utah. I have some very fond skiing memories in Utah. Well, our ski season was awesome this year. I took, had all four kids up at Snow Basin. If you're ever skiing in Utah, head over to Snow Basin. They are my, my favorite. That is my unsponsored shout out and <laughs> they were super kind to feature my daughter we had a really cute picture of her Aww. and she took over their instagram for a day so much love to snow basin where did you like skiing there i uh, learned how to ski is it park city yeah park city yeah, yeah. park city that's where i learned how to ski and i want to say that was we, we had gone back several times and that was like one of my most favorite places to ski Park City is wonderful, so beautiful. And now that Vail has kind of taken over uh, Park City and Canyons, it's like this massive uh, mega resort. It's huge. Okay. I, I haven't been there since since that, but um, yeah, a lot of changed here. So oh well, I haven't been since the change, so I need to come back, and then you can meet us out there. My husband's never been skiing out, out west. He's from the Northeast, and I think he's in for such a treat. <laughs> I know that snow is so different. Absolutely. Well, absolutely. If you make it out, come on out. And I know we met once briefly at Social Media Marketing World a couple of years yes. back. And so great to, to have a true in real life connection. So Brooke, you're with B Squared Media. You come with eight years of experience on the agency side. Tell me a little bit about B Squared. Sure. So we'll have our eighth birthday in May. And we started out as a social media management only company. So um, actually very, very beating. I thought I was going to create social strategies for clients and then send them along. And I found out that the actual toughest part for them was implementing and the doing, especially if they were trying to do, you know, 
seven days a week, 365 days a year. So we created 365 programs and actually did the doing for them. So we have what's called done for you social media management. And then that kind of birthed um, paid social media and search management. And then more recently, we've released our customer care management, which is where large our high volume brands come to us and we actually help them with their customer service or what we call customer care through social media. I was looking on your team and it, it looked like you have some weekend coverage, like people who are specific for weekend coverage. I'd never seen anything like that. I think that's cool. Yeah, thanks. So yeah, I mean, that's part of what we do. So with the 365 service, we have to have people who work weekends and holidays because we're on 365 days a year and we're up to about 18 hours of coverage a day. We're trying to move to 24 seven by 2021, but we're, we're doing it slow, not fast because we want to do it right. Um, so yeah, we have people who are literally dedicated to the weekend. So these people often have, you know, full-time serious jobs, but then just want some extra cash on the, on the side. And so they work for us on the weekends and get paid well, just to make sure that everything's running smoothly on Saturday and Sunday. That is awesome. I, I love that. I've never heard of many agencies doing that. I mean, most of the SLAs they do is, you know, Monday through Friday, nine to five. So that's great. Yeah, I think that's a good differentiator for us. And definitely that's the only way we were able to branch out into customer care because I'm sure, as you know, if you've ever reached out for some sort of like help or complaint to a brand through social, it can happen any time of day, any day, including holidays and especially weekends because that's when we're tinkering with whatever it is we need help with. So this really leads me into something that I'm very strong about because a lot of people come to me or or my colleagues and are like, how do I get attention? How do I get out there? What, what do I need to be doing? And one thing I always go back to is to, to maintain and build that trust is that customer service, because I feel like it's often overlooked. What have you seen and in terms of importance with customer service as it relates to the overarching, you know, marketing efforts of a brand? Sure. So, I mean, for me, what I'm really starting to understand, because we started kind of betaing this program two years ago. Um, and for me, working with the clients that we're working with, what I've started to understand is this it's kind of a make or break point for brands. So we can talk about differentiation and everybody does right when it comes to marketing, but you really can't compete on price because anytime somebody can come in and, you know, cut their prices or be equal to you, you can't compete on products hardly anymore because someone can come out, even if you create this amazing product and within a few months have a very similar product for less money. Um, So for me, I feel like it's such a differentiation point because that's the way you truly set yourself apart. I mean, if you think about Nordstrom's, which I know everybody talks about Nordstrom, but if you think about Nordstrom, the first thing you think about is their customer service or their customer care. And that's truly what sets them apart because they're really no different than any other, you know, clothing brand or, or, or store, retail store that houses many brands, you know, pricing, they, they try to compete there. They can't always do it product. They have the same product as a lot of other places do, but where they really shine is through their customer service. That is, is true. And, and it's, it's kind of, I, I almost feel weird saying it like it's old school, like, oh, it's old school, it's whatever. It's so old school. But, like there's nothing new about it, right? The medium right. is new. Social is new. But other than that, the, 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 you know, ability to have empathy and put yourself in the customer's shoes and have that immediate conversation or communication is really no different than it was a hundred years ago. 
Yeah, that's, but I think brands just so quickly overlook it. Like, whoa, what are we do? What are we doing next? What's, what's our next big thing? And I, I'm just like, slow down. We've got to take care of these inquiries coming through. So love your efforts there and your, uh, your outlook on that. With the current situation, how, how have you seen customer service increase uh, with COVID-19 and what's, what plan have you put into place with some of your clients? Yeah, so our plan was really to scale back. And by scale back, you know, as the, the founder and CEO of the company, it's really just a fancy title for sales and ops. <laughs> so <laughs> I do all of the sales for the company and then I do most of the operations. And for me, you know, when I say scale back, I'm not out there chasing sales right now. I'm trying to keep what I have. That was my strategy going into this whole crisis, um, giving even, you know, better service than we already were going above and beyond reaching and digging in and figuring out where we could really even maybe cut back ourselves to help our clients push forward. So I'm not doing any of, of our own sales right now. And then we're really just digging in and trying to help our clients in any way possible. So that may mean, you know, in some instances, like with our advertising clients, we generally don't have meetings with them um, except for once a month because, you know, not much changes in, with their campaigns or optimizations. We send like weekly summaries, but then we only meet once a month. Right now we're meeting with our advertising clients once a week and I'm not, there's no change to service or pricing to them. I just want to make sure that we're there because it seems like every day right now is a new day. So we're just trying to meet what we have, where we are every day, treating it as a new day. And so far that's worked really well for us. We've managed to keep all of our clients. A lot of our clients have actually increased services or increased spend with us. And so I feel like, and again, it's early and tomorrow's a new day, but I feel like so far that strategy has worked just like keeping it within the walls of, of what we have. Absolutely. And I've noticed that as well. You know, some people have really almost like scaled up. I mean, they maybe were a little gun shy of like, oh, shoot, what do I do? Um, but it depends on the vertical, you know. It does. Know. It's yes, that's so true. You know, and then I think the other on the other side too, just trying to give that support to my team because at the end of the day, they're they're the people who are there on the front lines with the client holding their hand through this whole thing. So I set up a special um, calendar link, I guess, for my team where they can come in and schedule 30 minutes with me, and they can talk about anything under the sun, and it's all confidential and. Um, a lot of times it's just, you know, venting or crying and that's okay. Um, I'm not here to make judgments. I'm just here to try to lend support because they, they, at the end of the day, are the people who are out there on the front lines for the clients. So somebody has to take care of them too. I love that. And I commend you for just being that leader. I think that's really awesome that you're taking that time, especially right now. Uh, I think people, they wake up every day and they open their phone and it's like, tense like oh my gosh what's it going to be today yeah yeah it's a it's you know it's it's hard i totally understand the people who are just like crawling into bed and, and can't get out right now but at the same time that's not my mindset you know my mindset is okay you know <laughs> i'm having a rough day last week for instance was a really tough week um but I tried to attack every day as like, okay, we're, we're wiping the slate clean. Yesterday was yesterday. Tomorrow's tomorrow. I'm just going to focus on what's in front of me. And in, in terms of that too, I, I have found that as well. I, and I think where this crisis is, you know, what it's done to us, I guess, as a people is it's magnified 
what we either do very well or what we really struggle with. Um, (laughs) And, and I think, like you said, you know, take it a little bit at a time. In my court, I have seen taking it a day at a time as the best. So if you are listening and you're, and you're thinking, this is just too much. I can't do this right now. Just know if you can just make it a day at a time. I I think I love that you said that. I, I think that's so important. Yeah. And then I think the other thing that we're doing for clients too is um, we are providing all of our clients with a listening report specific to COVID-19 and coronavirus. So we provide social listening as an add-on service, but we're giving all of our clients, no matter their level, that listening report, just so they have that data for their own knowledge, their own business or marketing knowledge. Like, hey, here's where the conversation is going. Here's what the sentiment looks like. Here's the word cloud so you can see what topics are most associated with COVID-19 or coronavirus. Last week, obviously, it was like PPE and masks and things like that. So um, we've definitely seen an uptick with our customer care clients on that conversation within those brands. Um, So, you know, I know again, it just kind of like underscores the fact that that customer care, customer service is needed, even when a crisis is going on. For sure. And, and let me, let me throw a few things out. Um, I've, I've talked to a few different verticals recently and, and some I'm like, keep going, keep steady. Others, it might be more of a pause recommendation. I know each vertical is different, but one thing that I've been kind of curious about and um, is movie theaters. If you if you're a movie theater, and, and I have a few ideas here, but I, I'm just throwing this out, and you were not prepared for this, and I, I apologize, but <laughs> I, I know you're a smart mind. But um, man, what would you do as a movie theater where you have to shut your doors, and you know they can do a little DoorDash. I've heard of people doing popcorn delivery, you know, but I don't know what would you do for two or three months if you were a movie theater. Yeah, that's a tough one. I mean because of social distancing. And again, there's a lot of opinions out there about it, but I'm of this school. I'm the school of thought that's like, hey, let's all do our part and stay home to hopefully, yeah. you know, keep infection the spread of infection down. So I wouldn't be a fan of going <laughs> to the movie theater. But like depending on how they're located or where they located, would they be able to set up some sort of like drive through? That's what like I'm movie just, theater. Wouldn't totally. that be awesome? You sit in your car, you know, you bring your own snacks and like, they can play a feature of the week or whatever. And the cards are spaced a certain amount apart and there's no interaction. Okay. Because like every movie theater I've ever driven by, they have these massively tall, you know, buildings, right? I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's a rights issue. Maybe Hollywood's going to get mad, but <laughs> I mean, they could fill their parking lot, do the radio thing. They tune it to the radio. I don't know. I I love that. The other thought I had too was doing video reviews like on their Facebook where they just say, Hey, we're doing movie reviews of our favorite movies right now. Just some connection. And that's not going to maybe drive sales, but it might drive some loyalty of, okay, they're, you know, they're not open, but they're still there. I don't know. I would get involved in that conversation. I took a literature and film class in college and that was one of my most favorite classes because we really like just dug deep on what the, not the main theme, but really going into like the sub themes and like how it pertained to life right now. And isn't 
not what we want to talk about right now. Like you can especially go into these old movies like Contagion, you know, whose cast recently came out and, and, and put a film together or any of the zombie apocalypse movies, yes. right? Or Stephen King's The Cell, which was based off of his novel and really start to dissect this like dystopian um, zombie apocalypse type situation because people will want to talk about it because this is all we're, we're all living it right now, right? I mean, I think that would be a great way to have hopefully a nice conversation, but there'll, there'll be different sides. So not that you're <laughs> wanting tons more clients in the movie and theater industry, but Brooke <laughs> is possibly available for the right price to, to, do, to lean on that, that uh, art and literature. Those classes are going to pay off. It's <laughs> awesome. We're putting those to use. I don't know. I just, and every, um, every client's just different, even down to the small businesses. Like my buddy's a chiropractor and mm. I was like, what are you doing? And how are you approaching this? And, and he's like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. And I said, call every one of your customers right now. Call. Yes. How are you? How's your shoulder? Um, Hey, let's video chat real quick. I just, I mean, yes. what, else are, what else are you seeing with certain verticals of uh, maybe yeah. things that you're recommending? So our financial clients are upping their spend right now because obviously there's a lot of um, information that we're hungry for as a society about finances right now. Um, our healthcare clients are upping their spend because obviously, again, we're hungry for that information right now. I have a mom and pop um, shop in Chicago that does playgrounds and fences. Well, they were selling like cupcakes there for a while, but then once Chicago got put on stay in place, they weren't able to send workers out to actually put together the playgrounds and the fences. So they're on pause right now. And I think that's a smart decision and we're supporting them to be on pause because they we're not going to tell our clients to, to break the law. Um, a nonprofit that we work with in New York City is actually a, a nonprofit for housing for women. And they're actually thinking of opening up to both men and women and workers who are coming into the city and need a, need a place to stay. Um, so it's, I think, you know, I hate to use the word pivot because I, I feel like it's overused right now. Maybe another word is innovative. Um, okay. Pivot and be innovative, but I mean, <laughs> really think about how you can help people because that's what I think then, you know, the nonprofit that I'm talking about, did they figure out how they could help people in this current situation right now, but it also is going to end up helping them and helping their reputation. Um, we, uh, you know, we're running into a lot of situations where just in being helpful, clients are finding a way to be top of mind. Just like you were saying, like, what if you went on a Facebook live every week as a chiropractor to give like at home tips for some of your clients, most frequent issues, you know, like here's how to exercise those tight shoulders at home, you know, sitting at your desk or whatever it is. Like if you can find a way to be helpful, I think you can find a way to stay top of mind because this will end eventually. And if you're top of mind, once things pick up and people are ready to spend, they're going to, you're going to be the brand that they go to. Yeah, that's a great outlook. And, and for those listening, I mean, that really is the key. It's how, how can you be helpful about you know, stay in touch. Don't, don't go quiet. Yeah. Um, don't, don't go quiet. Yeah. I know that's, that's what a lot of people want to do right now. And I don't feel like that's the answer. Figure out how to stay top of mind, you know, yes. and, and, and in a helpful way, I think that's great. And that's one thing I've seen too, is just, it's incredible. It's amazing to, 
to see humanity come together. There's just countless stories. And while there's all the negative, it almost feels like the positive is, is coming and combating that as well. Just all the great stories of how people are helping each other. One thing I want to ask you to to kind of wrap up this and then we'll get into name that handle, which is my, <laughs> my favorite segment. Uh, one last thing I want to ask you is how do you think we're going to look back on this time and how do you think it'll influence marketing going forward? I'm hoping that like with all terrible situations, the cream will rise to the crop. I'm, the, the cream will rise to the top. The cream of the crop, will, whatever I'm trying to say, the cream will rise to the top. That's a tough one. Um, but like the innovation, I keep thinking with, you know, teachers, you know, we should never have another snow day take away from spring break or the end of the school year again, because right now they are teaching themselves to be innovative with virtual learning. So why would we ever have to have another snow day that takes away from our spring break If we now know that we can do virtual learning, I mean, this is the time, I hate to use the word again, this is the time to innovate and move that forward. I think if you do, everyone who's paying attention and sitting up and pivoting and being innovative will move forward in an even better way. There it is. I I agree. I I think we will hopefully come out better and, and take those learnings. Brooke, uh, we do a little segment on here. It's called Name That Handle. And what I do is I give you one-word clues of someone you are connected with on social media. Just one-word clues about a a certain individual. And you guess who it is. Oh, boy. (laughs) Are you you ready? No. (laughs) Okay, perfect. No one's ever ready, by the way. And I'd I'd love to see people kind of squirm a little bit. Like, oh. I'm squirming. You can't see me, but I'm totally squirming. Fair. Okay, so the the first clue, and I, I try to come in a little difficult at first, and then we'll, we'll we'll ease off a little bit. Marketing is your clue. The word marketing. <laughs> marketing. Oh my god, that could be like any one of the however many people I'm connected with. I know. Um, do I get any other clues? Male, female, um, title. <laughs> uh, no. Um, <laughs> let's do, um, Oh, marketing. Is it Mark Schaefer? Because Mark and Mark. What? How did you guess it with that broad of a term? I don't know because you were really stressing the marketing and I'm like, that's too broad. But then I was like, Ooh, maybe he's tricking me with Mark. In the history of the marketing trust podcast. I don't know how many people have got it with one word with one. Ooh. Wow. So nice thanks. job, Brooke. That was amazing. And and it was such a hard clue. I always like to come in a little difficult and then, but I was going to go into like, I was going to say like known, like known would have just given it. Oh, known would have given it away for sure. Hi, Mark. (laughs) Mark Schaefer is, is the person uh, named that handle. Love Mark. And you two do an incredible podcast together called the marketing companion. We do. Thank you so much. Yeah. So I am his newer co-host. He did it with Tom Webster for like seven years and I am no Tom Webster, but we've been having a lot of fun. Well, Tom Webster is no Brooke Sellis. So (laughs) 
Well, thank uh, you. I love Mark Schaefer. I, I love everything he does. He one book he um, one of his recent books, Marketing Rebellion, and one of my favorites is Known: uh, How to Build a Personal Brand. I, I love that book. It's so good. Me too. And Content Code. It's hard to choose. I think he's got like seven or eight books. But yeah, I would say his more recent, like so, Content Code, Known, and Marketing Rebellion. I think are the most. Uh, recent three. And I have to say, maybe it's because they're the most recent three, but those three are definitely my favorite. <laughs> Listen to the marketing companion with Mark and Brooke. They, on their last episode, they're actually, you guys are doing a nice little hookup with some LinkedIn ads. There's a hundred dollar credit on there. And go ahead and listen to the episode to get the information on how to get that credit. And also listen for an awesome word, Krananas. Bananas, yeah. What? That's crazy. And bananas. It's like Tiger King. If you've been watching, that's the perfect example of bananas. It's crazy and it's bananas. It's bananas. <laughs> so, for more of awesome terms like that, and I love the musical intro of the podcast, My Word. I felt like I was in this like high end <laughs> uh, production. It was amazing. So, great job to Brooke and Mark. Uh, make sure to follow Mark and make sure to follow uh, Brooke. Uh, as well. Um, everything she's doing, connect with her on LinkedIn and check out bsquared.media for all your 365 social media needs and just a great resource for information. Okay, Brooke, thank you so much for joining. You've been an awesome guest. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it, Adam. And um, looking forward to seeing how you pivot and innovate during this time and how we all move forward together. <laughs> love, love it. And for those uh, listening as well, we, we are doing something new on the podcast called Pick My Red Glasses. Uh, oftentimes, I get a lot of people asking me to pick my brain. They want to go to lunch. They want to jump on a call. I just don't have that much time. But I am doing a segment called Pick My Red Glasses. If you go to my website, adamcbuchanan.com, go to the About page, little drop down there, it says Pick My Red Glasses, and you can submit up to a 90-second recording of any question that you have, and we will include it here on the podcast, and I will answer it. On the last episode, we did two segments of that, so make sure to uh, take me up on that, and hopefully can help provide you answers um, for all your marketing needs. All right, we'll see you on the next episode.